0: I had a run-in with a space alien. Fire him
1: This is oh, God. fucking guy is crazier than the rest of us! What <laughs> <laughs> the fuck was that? That's the thing that killed my man.
0: Alien. This is back it ain't the fucking question no take over the bow when the princess of a lift leg. Predators. Exploit weakness. Tracks its prey. Like a game. Seems to enjoy it.
1: That's not a predator, that's a sports hunter.
0: Well we took a vote. Predator's cooler, right? Fuck yeah. Hello and welcome back to Fan Critical. Sorry, we have been totally swamped with Castle Rock material if you haven't noticed the the podcast feed. Um, And if you haven't seen that yet, please do because it's excellent. It's a great show and we had a great time covering it this season. But we're back. We're back today kicking off what is going to be a very, very busy month uh, of film reviews for us because there's a lot coming out this month uh, and uh, kicking it off is a film that I can't believe we're covering after watching it. It's The Predator, Shane Black's new take on The Predator franchise. And just want to say here, before I introduce who I'm uh, podding with today, that it's important to know that Shane Black was in the original Predator as Hawkins. So, had high hopes there. So today I'm joined uh, by John, and there's only one way that you can do an introduction when you're talking about Predator.
1: You son of a bitch!
0: Oh, you like that? Did you like that little clip, didn't you?
1: That was good, yeah. You've uh, you've been working out, mate.
0: Yeah, well, you know, more on that later. And for anyone listening for the first time, uh, we rate everything we do here out of five blueberries. Five being the best, zero being the worst. There can be no halves. It's a very harsh but fair scale. Uh, and just FYI, before we kick off this whole review, uh, we have never in our history had a one- Blueberry review for anything that we've ever done, okay? I want everyone listening to bear that in mind as we go into this review. John, take us away with your synopsis of The Predator. And please, as I've just said, give us your Blueberry score.
1: Yeah. So, uh, I mean, when you say synopsis... Yes. I I mean, I could literally describe the whole film in like a sentence.
0: Well, that's... I'm interested.
1: Well, because there isn't a story, for fuck's sake. I mean, (laughs) it's just some ragtag guys, uh, for some reason, want to hunt down this alien, and then they all die, and it's over. Now, it's just a a stinker, isn't it? (laughs) It's a terrible movie, man. Like, so disappointing. I genuinely think I could write a better film than this tonight. If I wanted to. I want
0: your blueberry, mate. It's not good, mate. It's not.
1: It's not good. Is it a
0: record breaker?
1: I had to sleep on it. I'm not going to give it a zero because I think that's mental.
0: Yeah, that is mental. That is mental.
1: They at least, I mean, they got a film made. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, barely, um, and fair play for spending the amount of money that they spent making this. Um, because you know, there's worse ways to spend money. I, I can't think of any, but there are worse ways. Um, it's one blueberry.
0: Jesus, a one. A one. Is it's it's a a moment to be treasured. Well not treasured, but um it's something to savour for John because he would be the first one to give anything a one. I think there was a bet. You you probably won that bet, that you would be the first person in our group <laughs> to give a one to something. So well done, mate. You've uh, you've proved the bookies correct.
1: I'm sad. I'm sad that it's the predator that um has, has, has got the one blueberry. I, there's no way that I thought I would give this one blueberry. I thought, because uh, it's worth noting that there are films that are uh, so bad that they're good. And, and they would probably scrape a two. The fact that it's got a one is, well, no, it's it's just bad. It's not, there's no funny bits. It's not like, oh, yeah, that was quite funny because it was so shit. No, it's just shit. So it's one blueberry,
0: mate. Yeah, you're completely right about the one blueberry there in terms of what I would expect you to give it, John. I am going to tell you my score, uh, which is an all time low for me as well. So, you know, don't worry, everyone. It's going to be low. But here's my thoughts on it. Um, When I heard that bloody Shane Black was doing a Predator film, I was over the moon. I was like, like... I like his films. Uh, What's that? Kiss, kiss, bang, bang. Um, the nice guys. And even though people hated Iron Man 3, I really enjoyed Iron Man 3. It's one of those Marmite films. I thought the humour was on point. I just like the way he did the film and sort of subverted expectations with that. Um, but this is just a mess. I, I, you know, I just couldn't believe what I was seeing in the cinema. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I was genuinely excited going into this film. I... I have to say, this is the biggest disappointment since Cabin Fever. And that is one of the worst films I've ever seen. I almost left the (laughs) cinema, right? Um, Think about it, though. The messaging is all over the place. The editing is awful. The overall plot makes no sense at all. The CG, at times, is laughable. I mean, I don't understand. It's not going to age well. It's If you were watching this, this is like a B movie that you should be watching on like Amazon Prime or Netflix or something it is not something Correct. you should be spending money uh, to go and see. Um, and to be fair, I saw the first predator on VHS tape because you know, that's how you, I could watch it as a kid. And to be honest with you, that even that suits that, Do you know, what I mean, I would love to see it obviously on a big screen, but mm. you can understand how it's that sort of film. Um, obviously now, I don't know if you know, John, there was a lot of problems with this film in terms of yep. its production. So Not only did it it come out with a negative cloud over it um, after it was revealed that Shane Black had hired and the studio had hired a sex offender to be in the film, (laughs) right? They had to edit him out because Olivia Munn rightly kicked off um, and they cut him out of the film, which is the right decision because they shouldn't be hiring him anyway. If he's on the sex offenders list, he shouldn't be just allowed to waltz into like a, you know, what is essentially a, a major movie, right? Yeah. Um, so that already gave it a lot of negative press.
1: That's pretty bad.
0: That is bad. And in in its defense, you know, in, in Shane Black's defense, uh, the studio also went in there and completely re-edited the film at certain points. They cut out some major plot points, apparently. Um, and it honestly shows. I mean, we've said this before with things like uh, Justice League. Uh, and other films that where the director, uh, like the studios, have come in, or there's been a change of creative mind behind it, it just looks a mess. I just couldn't believe some of the creative decisions that were made in this film. Yeah, and I love the Predator. I absolutely love it. Like honestly, you know, I'm going to be honest here, and this is a, this is a mental thing to say. Alien versus Predator is better than this film.
1: That is awful.
0: It is awful, but at least it's just better i don't i don't know and 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 definitely what's better is predators which came out in like 2010 or 2011 um that is a far superior film to this film it genuinely is um at least that one adhered to sort of the rules of the predator it put them back in the jungle setting but on an alien world and it just had a more cohesive storyline and it wasn't all over the place and we'll talk yep. about the plot in a minute and how laughable it is at times it's um, just shit yes I'm going to give it a two, uh, and it's honestly, it scrapes it. It scrapes a two, and I know you're going to be mad at me for giving it a two, to be honest with you. Um, Yeah,
1: look, you go for it.
0: But I have to, because I don't think it's a one, because I I reckon for the first 30, 35 minutes, it was chugging along at a decent pace. I was kind of enjoying it. There was nothing that was laughable. It, It gets laughable when the stupid genetically modified predator gets involved that's just ridiculous in my opinion Mm. um yeah that's just stupid um but yeah it's a two for me um but it's it's not you know we should we should remember that the original predator film had its issues too um and if anyone hasn't seen the footage that was released i think it's on youtube you can just google like jean-claude van damme predator because he (laughs) because he, he he was originally cast as the alien right yeah have you, yeah. seen, have you seen this footage, John? Have you seen this this crazy footage?
1: Uh I can't I can't really recall it, to be honest. But it, like his look is very different, though. No?
0: Yeah, well, I will sell it for you. Um the footage shows like the original rushes of, of what they were filming, and it's Arnie and Jean-Claude Van Damme dressed as a giant pink beetle thing running mm. through the forest, the jungle. It is hilarious. <laughs> um and apparently they looked at it. And Jean Claude Van Damme was like, "Well, this is mental. It doesn't look anything like me." So he just left the film, and <laughs> they cre- <laughs> and they just created this whole amazing film, arguably the greatest action film of all time. Maybe, in my opinion, I think it's got some of the most amazing effects and action sequences and one-liners. Um, and they made the you know one of the greatest films, science fiction films of all time, out of it. So. You know, I don't think we can just look at the studio problems and say that's the reason this film is bad, it's inherently just a bad film. I Mm. just think it's inherently a bad film.
1: Oh, yeah, there's nothing can convince me that, oh, with a couple of changes, this would have been a half decent film. It's awful,
0: Mm. and I think you know, just to reference that, if you think back to that first predator, um, think about how many memorable things happen in that film, think about how many memorable lines, and to jog your memory. Here's a few of them. Yeah. Stick around. You're hit. You're bleeding, man. I ain't got time to bleed. Oh, okay. It bleeds. We can kill it.
1: Get to the chopper!
0: You're one
1: ugly motherfucker.
0: <laughs> so, you know, that film completely you know kick-started arnold schwarzenegger's career uh mm. in a way that it, you know it was a it was a breakout role for him in some respects i know he's had some other ones like the terminator obviously but that that this film oh, hold was, on what about hercules in new york that was a good one jesus christ but you know that this film was big for him um, and think of how many of those quotes we still shout out to each other today, just in mm. jest. So it's obviously got a special place in the public's hearts.
1: Get to the chopper!
0: Exactly, mate. One of one of the all-time classics. Um, mm. So it's just, a, there's nothing memorable about this film, right? I mean, did you come out of it thinking, oh, I'm going to remember that action set piece, or I'm going to remember that one-liner? Um, uh, d- what do you think? Anything going to stick with you? I think it was... Uh
1: i mean there's one thing in particular that sticks with me uh and I, I almost find it insulting to be honest um and it's the it's it's the kid uh the little autistic kid um where when he's getting bullied you've just got two like shit bullies like over the top like it, Bullies aren't like this.
0: I think there are moments of, you know, I think the best thing about this film, and I think we should we should get into the main cast and let's just talk about it. But we'll come on to it in a minute. Um, Before we do get into the main cast, a quick uh, advert. Yes, sorry, me again, adverts. We have to put adverts in here uh, because we want you to listen to our great, great content. We have a lot of stuff coming up this month. Uh, Not only have we just reviewed this, The Predator, we've just finished our Castle Rock coverage, um, which is an excellent show. And if you haven't seen it yet, please do go watch it if you like any sort of horror or psychological thriller sort of uh, shows. It is excellent. Um, It has a a bit of a roller coaster ride and it'd be great if if you haven't seen it to go watch it and listen to our take on it because uh, we have some really really good chats and theorizing and and we have king corner which relates to stephen king novels so it's a really fun podcast castle rock may be over uh, but we are turning our castle rock coverage into sort of a horror movie or stephen king uh adaptation podcast in the off season so this week we are reviewing cujo an absolute classic From the 1980s It's going to be hilarious We're going to have some beers We're going to talk about that Talk about how terrible Or brilliant it might be Because I haven't seen it for ages We're going to be doing that Every two weeks We're going to be reviewing A Stephen King film Or a horror film The one, you know Maybe like something like Halloween Which is also going to be On our fan critical coverage So please do check that out Not only that Venom is out in one week's time As of this recording We will be covering Venom A very, very exciting film You know, Tom Hardy as Venom Uh, the nemesis of Spider-Man is going to be excellent. And that's it. Back to the podcast. Right. So, John, let's kick off this with some positivity, because I think we've been a bit negative in the reviewing at, (laughs) at, at the start. Okay, so for me, I'm going to be honest with you right now. The best thing about this film is Olivia Munn's character. Right. She's at least giving it a good go in this yeah Mm. what did you like her did you like her? i know she's like this sort of scientist lady but you know she holds her own you can tell that she's actually giving a fuck about the material that she's having to to do here which at times is laughable at times is laughable
1: Uh, yeah i mean i don't know whether or not it's because everyone else is so bad um that you know she comes across as okay Mm. Um, Olivia Munn, I mean, is she even an actress?
0: What do you mean, is she even an actress?
1: Well, because, you know, she came up through, like, strip poker and stuff in, like, Did the she?
0: early noughties. Yeah, yeah. She's done well for herself then, mate.
1: Well, oh. yeah, well, that's what I mean. Like, every time I see her, I'm like, what have I seen her from? And it's not strip poker. Oh,
0: Jesus. So... <laughs> you set yourself up for that one, um,
1: didn't you? <laughs> I know, right? Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I... I i don't think she's anything special um yeah i i would she probably is as good as i think she's going to be in this film i would say i'm more disappointed in uh boyd holbrook and um Mm. and sterling k brown Mm. yeah so will will traeger so he's director of the uh, the Stargazer project.
0: Oh, yes. Which is just this. I mean, this is where that is a cartoon character. So <laughs> let's go on to him. Let's start with him. The main sort of villain of the piece. Because mm. at the end of the day, turns out the Predator is actually a good guy. Right. So mental. Why but, is
1: that happening?
0: I don't know. But let's just focus on caricature number one, uh, Stargazer lead man absolute cartoon character what are his motivations he just wants to kill everyone and sort of try and capture a predator and Mm. like he just annoys the fuck out of me like he's chewing gum all the time it annoyed me it annoyed me loves gum what's he doing that means he means business apparently that's that's how you mean business for a top secret organization i mean Um,
1: that's something you do in a a fucking 70s B-movie. Like, it, come exactly. on, man. Yeah, he's literally
0: chewing the scenery, John. He is literally chewing the scenery in this film. Um, Boyd Holbrook. I like Boyd Holbrook. Now, I liked him in uh, Logan. I yep, thought he was good in good that. that. He was good in that, wasn't he? Mm. Um, and I do think he could do well in this film. But the problem that you've got with Predator films is the fact that, as we mentioned before, Arnold Schwarzenegger obviously stole that film and just everything about it is so iconic, the original Predator film. And I'm even going to say, Danny Glover's got some good moments in, in, <laughs> in, 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 in Predator 2 that you can kind of remember, right? Mm. Uh, he, he's, he's just not got enough as old boy D here. He's not got mm. enough to carry this film. Like, nah. he, he, it's just not the sort of Predator main hero character that we want to be following yeah um,
1: i um i agree a thousand percent and uh but i thought that after about 15 minutes yeah. i just like as i say look boyd holbrook good actor like in narcos excellent yeah you know like this is the stuff that you need to be doing like boyd holbrook is a better actor than fucking dwayne johnson But if Dwayne Johnson was in this, it would be an absolute smash hit.
0: No, and I completely agree with you there because I was about to say to you who could have played the main character here. And I tell you who's top of my list as well. You're reading my mind is Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Correct. Now, this sounds mental. If he isn't willing to do a film like this, because I don't think he is, (laughs) because I don't think he is. I'm just putting this out there. I don't think he's willing to do a film like this. Mm. And that is saying something. That must be saying something to these people but if he was in it if you had the rock as the main protagonist I know what I'm going in for when I go to see this film do you know what I mean mm. and I'm buzzing yeah. to see it that'd mm. have been awesome that's a great shout hundred percent hundred percent
1: even like if they obviously they can't afford Dwayne Johnson because I mean the budget for this movie was like under a hundred billion dollars apparently and dwayne Johnson Probably gets paid about fifty percent of that a movie now. Yeah. So they probably just couldn't afford him, to be honest. Yeah. And if you if you look at the rest of the cast, like, so Thomas Jane. Yeah. Uh, he hasn't done a good film in about twenty years. <laughs> um, and they've got him playing a
0: fucking a, a, a soldier with Tourette's. What we will say about Thomas Jane is if you haven't seen The Expanse, go watch The Expanse. He's excellent in that. So he's also in
1: The Mist, which is obviously Gareth's favourite film.
0: And talking of The Mist, obviously go check out Castle Rock Critical and our Stephen King podcast. There you go. But, um, no, the, the the fact that he... So let's let's talk about the Looney Squad. Um, they are piss poor. Which is so surprising because the cast of this film is actually quite good when you list it on paper. Like, Thomas Jane, he's had a bit of a resurgence recently. <laughs> uh,
1: I don't know if he has. Mate,
0: if you like, the The Expanse is wildly popular. And he mm. is, you know, one of the central characters in that first two seasons so yeah uh you know go watch the expanse if you haven't seen it great science fiction show game of thrones in space really good you know you've got theon from game of thrones you've got the old uh, alfie allen name? yeah alfie allen you got alfie allen who is not given anywhere enough screen time but
1: yeah okay so can i just say something about alfie allen
0: yeah go on mate <laughs> so
1: I don't want to skip ahead too much. No, don't. No,
0: that's fine. Go for it.
1: So, the bit where they're all in the bus and then they escape and they end up at the motel and yeah. then they end up. Where at... is he at the motel? I thought he was dead. Mate. I, I I thought his character had died. So, I was like, oh, okay, fair enough.
0: I was there. And then he popped up 20 minutes later. I was like, what the fuck? Mate, this is what I'm talking about the editing. And anyone listening, if you've seen the film, he's not in that motel scene. They're like, it's <laughs> like an introduction to the squad for Olivia Munn's character. Where is he? He's literally he's not up. there. I. Hmm. Obviously, he was in the cinema looking around. I was like, "He's not here. It's weird," because he should be there. Um, mm. So he's not given enough screen time. Um, you've got you got what's his name? Key Keegan Key, yeah. yeah, Keegan right. Michael Key. Keegan yeah. Michael Key. He's really good um, in general. Like he's a good actor to get in this film. Also misused a bit, and it's just. I think
1: he is probably the best of the a, best of, of the
0: terrible bunch and nebraska its nebraska isn't it the one who tries to shoot himself and is sort of very num-
1: confusing character I, I, I don't know what they were thinking with him
0: i kind of like the idea of like a ragtag group of, of mercenaries who are really good at individual things and they come together to fight the predator but that's mm. not really what this film ends up being it, no. ends up, it ends up being something just absolutely ludicrous um but as i said i like Boyd Holbrook a disappointment, Uh, your boy chewing the scenery, the head of Stargazer, absolute joke, literally (laughs) one of the worst written characters I've ever seen, ever. And that is Mm. saying something. I've got some questions for you now because let's let's talk about the plot of the film. Mm. So uh, a Predator ship crash lands on Earth. An army ranger sniper, Quinn McKenna, played by Boyd Holbrook, and his team are attacked by the Predator. Um, He, you know, escapes... Somehow he steals the mask, he steals the the, the gauntlet and he swallows the cloaking device, uh, mm. which is quite funny. Um, and I quite like the fact that you had a human character in this film using the cloaking device. That was cool. That right? was cool. Yeah, that yeah. was cool. I really that enjoyed that. And I wanted to see a bit more of that because that sort of technology is what's made the, the Predators sort of, you know, so famous. That and the thermal yeah. vision. Mm. And, and the one thing I was surprised about with this film, we... You, you hardly saw the thermal vision at all. Like, that is like the selling point of Predator. That is mm. like the thing that you know, you know, you have his mask view. The mask view was a joke. It was like this new futuristic thing with this language. Whereas before, what we've seen is, you know, that thermal view is quite basic, um, very effective. It was just silly.
1: Well, yeah. Like, what, why does the helmet now have to be connected to predator internet like yes it's just stupid man yes it's supposed to be a fucking just like a helmet an army helmet yes why does it have to have all this extra stuff yes augmented reality or some shit but not like oh yeah suddenly you can analyze everything with it it's like come on man
0: i completely agree with you and and we'll come on to the next part of the plot which you know he ships all of the gear the 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 headset the gauntlet to his to his family home because he's worried that he'll get like you know this is obviously some area 51 sort of situation and and he's right he gets captured and brought in they interrogate him and they put him on the loony bus at the same time his kid has um you know he's autistic and uh that gets played in this film like it's a superpower um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I'm not being mean. I'm not being mean about that. I think it's genuinely fair that they make it seem like he's the smartest kid on the planet or something. It's just taken a bit too far in this. But he gets all of the equipment and he's obviously hacked it instantly. Um, <laughs> because alien language is easy to break down. No one That's else in the world could do it. stupid, man. They've actually captured the predator that crashed land crash landed and they've tied him down and they've enrolled olivia munn's character into going to area 51 uh, not area 51 but stargazer base or whatever um Mm. they've tied him down john uh because they're gonna like look at him and they've just they laid all his armor out next to him that's just convenient isn't it um (laughs) they've not really tied him down very well though have they they've just sort of sedated him and thought i should be all right and did you notice that when he's like walking it they're walking in through the base it's a top this is a top secret base top secret right on Un- yep. under a mountain um why have they put why have they uh, placed predator like weapons and masks in like trophy cabinets <laughs> 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 just think about it for a second it's a top uh. secret base right right why would you just display stuff that is genuinely invaluable? They do not they don't have like they can't remake it or anything. <laughs> They've put it in a trophy case, John.
1: They'd be analyzing it surely <laughs> yes. to copy it.
0: Yes, what is it doing just sitting in a trophy cabinet? They're not like studying it or anything, right? It's just stupid. Absolutely bizarre. Look, I don't mind B-movie stuff, just it has to be all B-movie otherwise it just doesn't work. Do you know what I mean? Um <laughs> He escapes. Obviously, he does.
1: Obviously, he bites the guy's arm off.
0: <laughs> One of the best moments of the film, to be honest with you, is when he go, is going berserk in that lab. Um, yeah, that was good. Yeah, that is good. I like seeing it like a predator just go to town, even when he's got not much of his equipment. But they did lay the armour, as I said, there for him, just in case that did happen. And as he's escaping, he sees these little trophy cabinets. He's like, oh, psh, that's handy, isn't it?"
1: That's massively handy. Grabs the what mask.
0: Are connected to the internet instantly sees uh, where's the rest of my gear oh it's obviously in suburban america he's on the run now trying to track down his gear in uh, the suburbs of america and this is where i think the film really begins to tumble um because they're trying to capture this popular uh genre at the moment uh which is like normal suburban America turned evil or twisted because of a certain mm. thing. So Stranger Things, yeah. Uh, yeah, it, yeah. you know, all of that sort of re- renaissance of this sort of youth in suburban America <laughs> having to deal with a yeah. supernatural threat. Do you agree with that, right?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. But they just they
0: um, they just, they don't even commit to it. They don't commit to it. They just sort of flirt with it a little bit and then go, oh, yeah, that's kind of cool, isn't it?
1: No, but I but I think that they have tried to commit to it. I think that is their version
0: Jesus. of committing
1: to it. I just think they do it very, very badly. And again, you get the two fucking moron kids turned up. Yeah. Start winding up this little kid that's wearing the biggest fucking helmet that you could ever see. <laughs> How can that kid support the fucking weight of that helmet? It's ridiculous, man.
0: Oh, my God. I Honestly,
1: think... it's like watching someone walking down the street with a fucking TV strapped to their head. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't make any sense. It's
0: ridiculous. Oh, I just think you're right. I mean, like, it's like a baby. They can't hold their head up right. I was surprised. Oh, he, he's just duct taped that to his head. It's mental. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, you know, look, it's quite a cool Halloween costume. And I did like the moment where um, it sort of shot that guy out of a building. That That was funny. I like that. That's
1: mad. He killed him. He fucking killed him.
0: Well, I don't think he did. The helmet. I think he
1: killed one. Hold on. I was
0: I was listening to another review. I can't remember who it was of this of this film, and they said this helmet logic of the fact that if someone just attacks it, it just shoots on its own free will. Like (laughs) it basically means that the predators have never really wanted to do anything they've ever wanted to do. They've just been, like, the helmet has been controlling everything. (laughs) I was just sitting there going, yes, it makes no sense, man.
1: Yeah, but then if you think of the ending of the film, that might be the case, which is awful.
0: Well, let's crack on with the plot synopsis because it gets a bit sillier. Um, So now they're chasing down this predator uh, because, obviously, Boyd... Boyd Holbrook, uh, Quinn McKenna, and his loonies have seen the alien escape the facility. Uh, Olivia Mann has also escaped the facility. They team up and they're chasing the predator down suburban uh, America. And this is where it just gets a bit ridiculous. It turns out that the predator that has been hunting them is actually trying to help them because, lo and behold, on the predator homeworld, they've been genetically modifying themselves with human DNA and the greatest uh, creatures in the galaxy's DNA to create ultimate predators. Um, mm. And basically, he's gone there to give them something. At this point, we don't know what it is, that will help them in the fight against the predators when they come to take over the planet after climate change has fucked it all up. <laughs> now, well, there you go. what is going on? It's it just got silly. So the regular predator... He looks good. Practical effects. Mm. The moment we get giant mutant predator boy involved, it just gets ridiculous, right?
1: Yes, so bad. What, what did you what think about?
0: What did you think about um, the fact that he had two dogs with him?
1: I mean, those dogs are shit. <laughs> <laughs> but again, it's like <gasps> so. I will tell you what, it reminded me of. So, I guess, again, they're trying to go with the uh, Stranger Things uh, vibe with...
0: Demodogs. um,
1: Yeah, Demodogs, yeah. So, that's what they're trying to go with. uh, And they even get one that's, oh, for some reason. I have no idea why.
0: Yeah, because they shot it in the head.
1: Okay, well, well, that makes sense, doesn't it? I'll help you out now. You've shot me in the face. Ridiculous. But anyway, so that's what they're trying to go with. It reminded me of the uh, the Hulk movie, um, the Ang Lee Hulk film, where so who's the bad guy in that? Nick Nolte's character, um, I think it's I think it's Banner's dad. I can't, I can't really remember, but he like mutates these dogs, and the dogs fight the Hulk, and it is absolute garbage the cgi it's so bad that they purposely do it in the dark so you just sort of see flashes of a green thing smashing stuff a big green baby smashing these dogs and and that that is what it reminded me of um but it got to a point where i was so uninterested i just had to turn away because i was getting annoyed at how shit it was like what are they doing
0: what are they doing why they don't need it the dogs are is- the dogs are just useless. They turn up, they stand there, and they just don't <laughs> just even move. Shot. And they get shot at and they die. <laughs> apart from oh, one which word. you know turns into something else. So I help yeah, I'll
1: help you out now.
0: Mental. So the the good predator, as he's finally got his hands on pretty much what they want, um mutant uh, ultimate predator comes along and uh literally destroys him instantly. He ain't got a chance he gets his head literally ripped off too one sided man too one sided fucks but, sakes yes i was disappointed because at that point i was like we're not going to see any more of the re- like regular predators which is what yes. i wanted to see so yeah. very disappointing i think at this point we should mention that the film does have a quite a funny line in it which is like they're not they shouldn't be called predators because that that implies they do it for like just like survival um, and there was quite a funny take on it that was like, yes, the Predator actually is just like those absolute wankers who go and hunt a lion uh, yeah. in Africa. That is essentially yeah. what they are. Yeah, correct. When you think about it, like we are nothing to them. Hunt for sport. Yeah. He's got a cloaking device, a laser guided cannon that's mounted <laughs> on his shoulder, uh, yep. mesh netting that instantly immobilises and chops you into pieces, a spear, Um He's literally got everything and a boomerang that comes back to you. He's got everything, mm. you know, death weapons. He's got them all. So that was quite funny. And I quite like the fact that if the film had just gone down that kind of route, it would have been more interesting in a way. Um, but it it went down the fact that, no, they're coming to take over the Earth, which is something that is totally against the Predator sort of mythology, really. Like, it doesn't make any sense for them as a race, um, does it?
1: No, but I mean, <clears throat> it's just not worth even trying to understand. I like I, part of me just thinks that after the after making this, they're just going to sit down and go right. Let's just pretend this film didn't happen.
0: Well, they did that with the last two, John. They did that with Alien vs. Predator, and they did that with Alien vs. Predator two.
1: But they find themselves in the same uh, uh, in the same space as the Terminator films. Yeah, because they just keep getting it wrong, and it's just like, All right. Well, we're just going to make another one, a new one. Forget the ones you've seen. This is this is this is the one now. Um, <laughs> How many
0: times are we going to fall for that? How many I times? I think
1: they, I think they've blown it by calling it the predator. To be honest, <laughs> but um, I think they're going to be slightly gutted about that. I, I foresee some kind of. Reboot. They might give it a subtitle just so that they can call a Predator film in five years' time, The Predator. <laughs> yeah,
0: well, let's crack on with the plot because basically uh, Giant Mutant Ultimate Predator, um, after Traeger has uh, stolen uh, McKenna Jr., the autistic child, uh, because he knows that he can decipher uh, the Predator language and technology instantly, um, they go to the ship. Uh, the Then there's just a full-on war zone thing that goes on there with the Looney squad trying to get back the kid the ultimate yep. predators are trying to get the ship and the cargo and uh traeger trying to get what he wants out of it uh, with his stargazer uh, mm. authority which leads to just chaos to be honest with you where i was not invested in any of the characters i didn't care if any of them oh, died. No, no, no.
1: yeah I, I, <laughs> I was the same Um, I couldn't wait for this film to be over at this point.
0: The Ultimate Predator diffuses the the, the humans warring with each other and then announces that he wants uh, to take, as is Predator Code, the strongest um, (laughs) member of the group as a trophy, which is something that we have looked at for years and years in all the Predator films, which is, I think, one of the most interesting things about um, the films. I love that sort of mythology that goes along with it. Um and it was just so obvious at this point. He says he wants McKenna, the one you call McKenna. And he the goes The one you
1: call McKenna, oh fucking hell.
0: I'll give you I'll give you all a five minute head start or something. They go uh, wandering through the woods trying to escape and try and work together. <laughs> um wandering this this these human factions that were warring with each other. Um and he he just absolutely obliterates most of them. Uh, the funniest death of them all is Traeger himself. Um, he has a shoulder-mounted Predator cannon on his shoulder. Yep. Um, I don't know where he got it from. I don't know how he got it. Uh, who cares? Right. He's got it. He has one shot with it and he shoots himself. Mm. It's just... its I There's no words, John. There are no words. But I think that's almost...
1: Symbolic of Shane Black because I think he had one shot uh, rebooting this, and he shot himself in the face.
0: Oh, absolutely so, murdered him. Yeah, like yeah. that. I like that. Um, he, the Ultimate Predator, takes younger McKenna because it turns out that he is the strongest one of the group because of his obviously because uh, of his mind because of his
1: magic powers because of yeah. his
0: magic powers. Um, and as the ship goes to take off, the remaining of the, the remaining Looney squad take it down. Uh, And all that is left is obviously our boy Quinn to save his son and somehow take out the ultimate predator. Olivia Munn, who has stolen the cloaking device, jumps off a cliff, uh, performing a uh, savage blade attack on the ultimate predator. Chaos ensues. The dog comes back into play. Uh, Somehow, I can't remember, they take it down with a combination of cloak device, dog, explosions, and force field. And that is it, John. That is the end yeah. of the film. Yeah, I mean,
1: I, I couldn't believe it. So just to skip back a little bit there. Uh, so Nettles gets absolutely shredded. Yeah. He gets cut in half. Force and that was field. quite cool. Yeah. yeah. So I like that. Um, I don't know why Nebraska decided to throw himself into the jet. The jet engine
0: to, to bring down the plane i think
1: yeah no no no. I, I understand what he was trying to do probably just shoot the jet engine I, I i'd imagine by shooting the jet engine with the gun that's in his hand that might have an effect if that doesn't work then feel free to kill yourself what you don't want to do and go back anyone that's listening to this go and treat yourself to that scene of him jumping in the air, the way he moves, and he's shooting as well, it's almost like they are going out of their way to make that look awful. It's one of the worst things I've ever seen. So obviously it works or whatever, uh, and you're supposed to be devastated that McKenna's mate that he's known for less than 24 hours has just thrown himself into a jet engine. Um, But, you know, whatever. Um, Again, Olivia Munn's character... Yeah? She is a biologist. Yeah? She's not a soldier. What the fuck is she doing jumping onto the back of like a 15-foot predator, ultimate predator alien, somehow doing some serious damage and then Boyd, Holbrook's character, Quinn, just picks up a fucking a gun, a massive gun that's on the floor for some reason. Somehow, yeah. And just kills him with one shot. Yeah. I, I was like, okay. That didn't seem that difficult. No. Considering... He ripped the predator's head off, or whatever it was. He's spying out. Like, why is it that, that a fucking biologist has managed to do more damage to him than a predator?
0: It is bizarre. Um, it happens. He dies. Uh, the human race is apparently saved. Um, before we go on to what is arguably the most ridiculous scene of the film, which is saying something, <laughs> um, I'd like to say that there's a scene just after they've killed the ultimate predator where he pulls out a handkerchief um mm. and they're looking at specific items like a pack of cigarettes yeah. uh, a tin foil unicorn which has somehow survived up to this point um mm. some other little totems of yeah. the loony squad we are not attached to these characters at all at this point are we <laughs> i mean it, i was just watching it going what well, i only you know obviously the cigarettes make sense and that was about it I was just... What is that? Hmm. Bizarre. Which makes me just refer back to the point that clearly there was meddling in this film. Clearly. And they've chopped out some scenes. So they definitely have chopped out some scenes. That is a fact. Yeah. Not just because of the sex offender, because of other stuff. Before we go on to the last scene, I just want to say something positive about the film. I did like its... (laughs) I I did like its soundtrack, John. I did. Mm. It used glimpses of the great original score... From Alan yeah. Silvestri, which you can hear rumbling underneath right us right yeah. now. Oh, well, well um,
1: five minutes into the film, yeah, you hear the Yes, uh, oh, yes. Like, oh, yeah, this is good.
0: Yeah, liking that, and and you know this this score is very famous. It's a very you know very synonymous with the film. You can you can instantly recognise it, and I like the fact that it was like a new score, but it used elements of it. I really did like that. So well done to the score. That's getting at least a three or four blueberries, John. The score... Oh, no.
1: oh whoa, whoa. no, we're not scoring that. Like This this film doesn't deserve any more blueberries awarded to it.
0: Yeah. Um, next, uh, let's talk about that end scene. So, obviously, we referenced there, and everyone who's seen the film is obviously still listening to this. And I'm sorry, if you're still listening, it's because you were as mad as we were with this film. Um, the end scene uh, had... The cargo that the good predator was trans- uh, transferring over to the human race uh, and they finally cracked it open and it's something that they call a predator killer. It attached itself to a random scientist and it is basically like a ninja predator with loads of guns and stuff and red eyes. Yeah. yeah. I couldn't believe so, what it, I was seeing here.
1: Yeah, so it was kind of like, I guess, like a Gundam.
0: Yeah, a Gundam predator.
1: Right, so I genuinely, just by the way they were talking about it, you know, a predator killer, I was like, okay, this is going to be a fucking alien, isn't it? This is going to be
0: an alien. That would would make sense. That that would make more sense if they were going, like, canonically from what they've been setting up for the last couple of years, yes.
1: Mm. So I thought, all right, so that's how it happens.
0: Um, And then... It's just
1: a, a fucking, like, a, a, a gauntlet. And I'm like, oh, mm. what the fuck is this? Mm. Um, yeah, and I was just like, obviously, it takes that guy over. And I was like, oh, oh what's going to happen here? This is a bit weird. And then, obviously, it just deactivates once it scans the room. Um, but I just thought, what is the point in this? Like, I, I would say um, that's probably one of the worst things that could have come out of that little cargo thing yeah because it's
0: just the same again do you think they were setting up a sequel here
1: oh yeah yeah 100 percent like i i don't know what they were thinking um i almost look at the delivery of boyd holbrook's line at the end where he's like yeah that's my suit yeah like i think he knows at this point that there's no way this is going to get a sequel
0: I mean, it can't. It can't. I mean,
1: and they were just like, "Look, can you just just read the line? Obviously, you're not going to get a sequel." Yeah, Uh, this is a stinker. I I think we know. We've all had a stinker. Um, You know, we're like, I mean, Thomas Jane's had a stinker. He knows it. Look at him. Um, You got this. uh, This little kid that, uh, all right, suddenly now autism means that you can fucking program alien languages. Yeah, that's not how it works. No. You know, I'm not an expert, but I'm pretty sure that that is fact. Yes. Um, You've got Olivia Munn, who is... uh, I'm pretty sure she's not even an actress, and yet she's probably one of the best people in this film.
0: She is the best person in this film. She is. So, so.
1: you know, uh, I I do feel for for, for Boyd, Um, but they've gone, look, just read the line, uh, and then we'll all just leave and pretend this never happened. Um, There's no way this is getting a sequel. I
0: think we've... uh we've done it to death john i think we've given this mm. film 55 minutes of of glorious time 55 minutes i don't know how we've given it because it <laughs> it's 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 not un- undeserving of our time to be honest with you it's undeserving i agree uh, and it's a shame it's a shame yeah because Ooh. it had it had potential with its cast it had potential apart from the, obviously needing a bit more of a, a, a a-lister super a-lister in like the rock, like we said, as the main protagonist, Mm -hmm. um, it, it had a chance to be good. It really did. Uh, but it just seems they've made some silly decisions and I'm getting bored of these reboots, um, which think the only way to improve upon the original or to try and, uh, copy an original is to genetically modify something. I'm getting so bored of it, mate. Mm -hmm. Um, Jurassic World, bad film, because they just were like, oh, it's a super T-Rex now. We've genetically modified it with a Velociraptor, spoiler warning. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, and this, and now this, they're like, oh, it's a this Predator. bad. It's a Predator, but it's massive. Can we not just, like, just make a, honestly, I, w- I wouldn't be mad if they just made, you know, a couple of special ops guys in the jungle fighting one Predator again. I wouldn't be mad. Mm. I'd mm. go see that yeah i genuinely would so yeah guys if you stuck with us this long you were obviously annoyed by the predator as much as we were and if you haven't even watched it and you've enjoyed this because it's hilarious because it's so bad go watch it um well i mean don't go to the (laughs) cinema don't give them money do not give them money but because i gave them money john gave them money um and now we're out of money so, mm. shame on us, to be to be honest with you. Shame on us. Shame on us. And oh. on that note, I think we should call it a day. But mm. uh, before we go, just to say we have a lot of content coming out this month. We have Venom, which is uh, coming out later this week in the UK. We're going to be reviewing that uh, next week and getting your podcast next week on that one. Uh, we also have Halloween, which is coming out Uh, in the next couple of weeks, which will be hilarious, I'm sure. And we haven't seen a good horror movie for a long time, so we're very much looking forward to that. We're covering Cujo for our Castle Rock Critical podcast, which will also be released on this feed. So please do check that out if you want a good laugh. Go watch Cujo. It's hilarious. Um, We've even read the book for it. We've done a lot of research. So definitely check (laughs) that one out as well. Uh, And on top of that, Bombshell, we are going to be covering the walking dead season nine john's laughing i'm slightly depressed we have to cover it for several reasons one we inherently love the source material um we love the comics and we love the concept of the show yes we've been extremely disappointed by the the last season um, but this season is, and if, if it's a spoiler warning, but it's not a spoiler. It's, it's, it's public knowledge. Uh, Rick Grimes is leaving the show. So um, mm-hmm. we feel that that is such a departure from the source material that we have to cover it. Um, mainly because I think John finally wants to see me go insane during a podcast. He finally wants to see me lose my rag. Um, yes. Which will happen when that, when that mm. episode airs. So... We are definitely covering the first half of season nine. So stay tuned for that. If you like The Walking Dead and you like our honest take on the show, because it is an honest take and there are a lot of podcasts out there who still do an honest take on the show, which means we will praise a good episode and we will be extremely harsh on a bad episode. It's not our fault that the majority of them are not hitting the right mark. Okay. Um, If you enjoy that sort of fun we get drunk, we have a chat and we just, we just literally say our thoughts on it. It's a lot less structured. Um, and it's a lot more fun, I think, uh, you know, like this one, but, uh, <laughs> please do check that out. Um, and that's it. Follow us on social media. Uh, as I said, there's a lot of content coming out, Uh, please do subscribe leave us a review a blueberry review we've been getting lots of reviews recently and they have been great and we've really appreciated uh all of the feedback we've been getting all of the reviews uh so it really makes what we're doing worthwhile so thank you very much i want to say thanks to john cheers mate uh i've been your host len and as i said next week venom cujo this week halloween in two weeks it's all kicking off baby and then the walking dead's back so uh we'll see you very soon bye bye Bye.